Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 25 in the books of Acts. And today we're going to ask a question, and here's my title, is where do blotted out sins go? So the story is where uh, Peter is giving a, a speech. It's actually his second speech. The first one resulted in 3,000 converts. And he's getting to the same point in the speech where it's the peak moment of conviction for the people. He's gathered a crowd because he healed the lame guy who's been leaping around making a scene of himself. People have been astounded and wondering and curious, and they run to Peter and John and to this lame guy who's now clinging to them. And he just nails them uh, and says, basically, you killed the killed Jesus, you you convinced Pilate to kill him. You murdered him. You denied Jesus when he uh, when he was in trouble. You denied the Holy One, the Righteous One. You delivered him up to be uh, crucified. And really, he blames these people. So let's pick up the story in verse 15 of Acts chapter 3. You killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And his name, by faith in his name, has made this man, the leaper guy, strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given this man perfect health in the presence of you all. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that is, his Christ would suffer, he has fulfilled. Then pay attention to this verse, because this is the verse of the day. Repent, therefore, and turn, that your sins may be blotted out. And so I want to study a little bit what blotted out is and where do blotted out sins go. So again, the the people are likely cut to the heart, just like the, the previous group of Jews uh, were. And he gets to the, the action point. The, the previous group actually said, what shall we do? And Peter answered, repent. Here they don't actually say, what shall we do? But he's getting to that same idea. And Peter says, repent, therefore. Turn again that your sins may be blotted out. He's saying you're at the same spiritual moment as this previous group of people. And basically this blotted out thing is a direct reference to one of their spiritual heroes, one of their spiritual knucklehead heroes, which is David. Remember Psalm 51 and the and the uh, introduction to Psalm 51 says, it's a Psalm of David when Nathan the prophet went to him after he had gone into Bathsheba, comma, and killed, her, killed uh, Uriah, her husband. And here's what David says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, Hesed, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. He also says in verse 9, he uses the same thing, same word again. So David is known for calling on the character of the Lord and asking him to blot out his sins. So when Peter refers to this, basically he's lighting up David from Psalm 51. And I think it's convenient and encouraging. He's saying, hey, this is the this is your hero of the Old Testament who was a bad guy as far as murder and abuse, but he had the best heart in history. How is that possible? Well, he had a heart 
after God. That's the characteristic that's going to be mentioned in Acts chapter 13. A man after my own heart. It was mentioned back in 1 Samuel. He pursued this relationship and he claimed, requested that Lord, please blot out this. And he's banking that on the character of God. All right, so what does blot mean? It means exalepho is the Greek word. It means to wipe away, eliminate, erase, and really it's a powerful word. So it's an obliteration word. Sometimes it's translated um, like in Revelation chapter 7, it says God will wipe away every tear. So if you want to ask the question, will there be tears in heaven? The answer is yes, but only once, because once they're wiped away, they're gone forever. So that's the kind of idea here. And it's there's this strength word about being canceled. So if you want to know where the, the blotted sins go, we have to turn toward to a Colossians. So here's the big answer for today. And you who are dead in your trespasses, this is from Colossians 2.13, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him having forgiven us all our trespasses. So same moment in time for these people. God is forgiving sin. And here's how. By canceling, blotting out, same Greek word, it's translated in English here, canceling. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. He has set it aside, pulled it away from you, and where is it? Nailing it to the cross. So if you want to find out where blotted sins go, you have to go to the cross because they're all nailed there. My sin list nailed there. Every sinner you know who has received Jesus, his sin list is obliterated from their lives and is on the cross now. So he's reminding these people, you are having the same moment as David. You are having the same moment that I'm going to describe here, or Paul's going to describe in the book of Colossians. That is, you are realizing your sin, the grievousness of your offense, and you're up a spiritual offense creek, and you need help. And the reference is, let's go back to David. Let's do the same thing as David, which is realize the character of God, that he's faithful when you weren't. While you were yet sinners, he died for you agree with the the concept of sin, call a sin a sin, agree with God, know that you are indebted beyond your ability to pay now or pay ever. You have a list as long as your arm of, of sin, and what are you going to do about it? Well, let's be like David. Let's ask the Lord to blot this out, and he does. How, how does he do that? How, do, how does the Lord blot it out? He takes that list as long as your arm, he cancels it by nailing it to the cross. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to find out where blotted sins go, go to the cross. They're nailed there. I will see you tomorrow.